With the fantasy baseball season coming to a close, how can we learn from our mistakes? Join us today as we take a look back at ADP from draft season on today's action-packed episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. As always, we're your number one source of fantasy baseball knowledge, and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Dominic Martino. You can find me on Twitter at DomMartinoFB. Here, as always, is my brother, my co-host, my partner in crime, Matthew Ane, and you can find him on Twitter at Matthew underscore Ane. If you're listening on a platform like Apple or Spotify that allows five-star ratings and reviews, we would truly appreciate it if you could do that for us and if you're watching on youtube and you haven't already hit that little bell below it subscribes to the channel and also gives you a notification every time we drop a new episode and lastly but most importantly subscribe to us on the subtext website through subtext it's a one-on-one in-depth personalized experience through text messaging where you get alerts right to your phone we just offer a lot more on there than we can in this 30 minute podcast let me talk to you about one of today's sponsors real quick today's episode is brought to you by jace medical Empower yourself when you purchase the Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Locked on Fantasy Baseball fans, we have a fully loaded episode for you today. As always, let us be your team secret weapon as we talk about ADP from this draft season and see what we can learn from our mistakes. So we're going to kind of do this one a little bit differently than we normally would. Matt and I are kind of going to do this like a little bit, you know, back and forth debate style, kind of talk about things that we see looking at ADP and kind of just vibe off of each other. You know, if you were with us back in the MD days, we used to do this a lot more. So we're turning back the clock a little bit. Matt, my brother, where, where are we going with this? I'm going to let you take the lead. I got a very, very controversial take here, and that's okay. Mr. That's Mr. Aaron Judge. Um, I like it. I like it. So Aaron Judge, everybody had him ranked out the wazoo. His ADP was two overall. Okay, I was I was not buying the full blown going to be just as good as the year before, but I did have him ranked high based off a of namesake. Originally, I had him ranked at like seven. Dom talked me up to three. And, and that's at outfield, right? Specifically at outfield. Correct. If I was doing my total draft of my top 10, Aaron Judge was more like six. And that's also because I'm a five tool, you know. I'm gonna keep it family friendly, but I drool over five five tool guys. Like Aaron Judge really isn't a true five tool. Yeah. So right. um, I just don't draft him that high, but I called this kind of, I kind of was like, okay, like I'm waiting to see if he's going to get hurt again, because, you know, outside of, you know, the last two years, prior years, 21 and 22, you know, 2020, even though it was shortened season only played 28 games. Then in 2019 played 400, uh, he had played 102, uh, 2018, 112. So, I mean, out of his big year career from age 24 to 31, he has missed a whole bunch of games. And now, I mean, you look at it, he's only had what? One, two, 
three full seasons from 2017 to 2023 that he's played over 150 games. Now, we don't know really what would have happened in 2020 if if he if it would have been a full season if COVID didn't ruin our lives for a couple of years. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not gonna, you know, label him, you know, Alberto Montesi. But what I am gonna say is a dude that's six foot six and weighs that much has a hard time staying healthy as they get older. Shorter than an inch, six seven, six oh. seven, two eighty. Bro, when you're that big, you're counting pennies, yeah, okay? It's tough. It's tough. My guy doesn't just reach the high shelf. He towers over it, okay? <laughs> um, But Aaron Judge, essentially, I feel, is somebody that is going to come with a lot of risks. You know, these, this, these are the years where they start breaking down. Their body is just, you know, so much use and, and um, you know, whatnot that their body just starts getting cranked start experiencing cramps and starts ending up like Mike Trout where, you know, your body's starting to break down. Now Trout is a little bit older than judge, but if you go by height, height ratio judge is probably about like ancient in comparison to Trout at that point. So Aaron judge, I think is somebody that I'm willing to draft in the first round, but I'm not going to draft him in the top seven going forward for next year. He's going to be like my 12th pick. I'm never going to see him in any drafts. I feel like, He's risky. I feel him playing a full season is done. I feel like personally, we're going to start seeing the Giancarlo Stanton trend where when he's healthy, he's phenomenal. And then you slowly see him teeter off to the point where he's now at like pick 175. And it's just going to be an obnoxious turn. And he also signed a massive contract with the Yankees, which is also telling that he's going to slowly break down now. So uh, it's just... Aaron, Ro- uh, I was going to say Aaron Rodgers. Um, no, he's still got an Achilles. Um, Aaron Judge is just, I feel, going to be somebody that's going to cause fantasy owners a lot of pains and aches. And just you got to pray that he's going to be healthy during this time of the year now in September and have his injuries earlier in the season where you can kind of make do. All right, yeah, Matt. I, I I like the way you put a lot of that. I'm not I'm not even gonna lie. I thought I thought we were gonna have more of a debate here, but you worded everything very well, and it's a very very strong take. I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take this direction with it. I I I'm not gonna give him the injury prone tag. I know you didn't either, actually. That's why you kind you kind of threw me off a little bit. You kind you 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 worded everything very well there. I'm just gonna break it down a little bit here. Obviously, the 2016 season. Got called up, got the cup of coffee, you know, wasn't really, you know, much to speak about there. Then in 2017, you know, puts on a monster performance with the 52 home runs, big breakout year for Judge, all-star, you know, great, great year. He got robbed for, you know, the MVP, but we don't, we don't talk about Jose Altuve too much over here. 2018 was a tough year for Judge. He, um, you can't knock him on this year. He took a Jacob Junis fastball off the wrist, a broken wrist, fractured wrist out for the year, you know, so that one I'm not going to put on him. 2019's on him, you know, um, what was the exact injury again? Oblique strain, that's on Judge. You know, that's big body, you know, break, you know, they can't, hard to hold up. 2020, I throw out the window for everybody. 2020 is just the COVID year. No one knew when we were going to play baseball. No one knew if we were playing baseball at all. So that one I throw out the window for everybody. Don't really count it. 21, 22, obviously, okay. You know what, played the great whole year. 2022, monster MVP season, very, very well known. And then even look at this year. He hurt his toe making a catch up against the wall. So it's not like it's something that, 
you know, was out, was in his control, the body breaking down, you know, that's some young Bryce Harper, Eloy Jimenez type situation where, okay, you know, they're, they're, they're not making a smart play. Hey, let the ball go. Don't hurt yourself. You know, judge wanted to live up to the massive contract. He's out there trying to make plays all over the field. So technically, if you look at it, you know, only really one of those seasons, you know, that you mentioned there is one that you can really blame on the body breaking down, but I agree. He's getting older, six, seven, two eighty. Okay. You know, you, there's going to be some seasons where the body breaks down and it's going to, it's going to happen at some point, but going into next year, I agree with you. That's, that's the most crazy thing going into next year. I'm not going to have him ranked as high. I could actually pull up my rankings for this year and see where I have him. You know, I'm still making adjustments and all that stuff. So, you know, where do I have him? I have my five and I really like that spot. I could actually even see him moving down to maybe seven. I have Acuna, Betts, Julio, Tucker. Then I have Judge. But then right behind him, I have Luis, Robert, and Corbin Carroll. If you want to tell me that you're taking them both over Aaron Judge, I will not argue with you one tiny bit because you know what? They both have tremendous upside. They're both very young and really, I mean, Robert does have a little bit of injury history, but he did manage to stay healthy for most of this year. So you know what? You can even throw Carroll over both of them maybe. And then Aaron judge versus Robert is a healthy debate, but the lowest I can see him being at outfield is seven. I don't, I think at that point you kind of bank on that 50 plus home run upside and you go from there. But before we move on and we, you know, take this debate, I think maybe we'll we'll get into some starting pitcher stuff. We'll, you know, see where, you know, a lot of the value came in, uh, you know, ADP in this draft season. Before we do that, though, Matt has a great sponsor to talk to you guys about. The MLB playoff are around the corner, which means the clock is ticking on your chance to get 100 times payout on your cash on daily fantasy baseball. Baseball has never been more exciting than it is now than studs like Ronald Acuna, Mookie Betts, Shohei Otani. Pick more or less stats than these these stars like home runs, hits, strikeouts, and more for up to 100 times payout on Sleeper. Get your picks right, and you could win big. Dom and I love Sleeper, and not only uh, for its amazing fantasy platform, but also to have the fastest and most accurate alerts. Uh, entries can be made in under minutes. You can get uh, you can get last minute bets in whenever you want. Use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get up to a hundred dollars matching your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See sleeper terms for use users and details. And guys, I keep talking about these these um, these alerts. These alerts are so accurate; it's not even funny. I'm telling you, if you're not using sleeper for fantasy football or baseball. You are seriously doing yourself a disservice. I don't care if you're a new user and every dayer. This isn't just a standard um, sponsor for us. I've been using Sleeper for years. You need to get on it. It takes your fantasy game to the next level. Download Sleeper today. All right. Uh, I picked the name, Dom. Why don't you go for it, my friend? Um, I don't know if you wanted to read off anything uh, else oh, there. Yeah. I do, actually. I'm sorry. Guys, gotcha. I'm all over the place. Uh, this is what happens when you have a two-year-old. Every day, as new listeners, we have an incredible opportunity for, to, for you to support the podcast and get some fan, fantastic perks along the way. Introducing the Diamond Club on Subtext. By becoming a member, you can not only contribute to the show's success, but also gain access to exclusive benefits. Get your hands on waiver wire rankings, call up alerts, injury updates, and instant reactions, and enjoy direct access for all your burning fantasy questions. Plus, you can try it out for completely free for 14 days. 
Your support means the world to us, and we can't wait to connect with you on your exciting journey. Join the Diamond Club today on subtext, and let's take your fantasy baseball experience to whole new levels and new heights, and let's get you that championship. Join now so we can help you get that championship this week if you're there. And also join now if you're trying to figure out who you need to scoop up in the waiver wire for Dynasty or Keeper Leagues. See if you have a sneaky keep for next year. All right, brother. There we go. You know, like Matt said, join us on Subtext, guys. A lot of good stuff going on there. But let's keep this conversation going. Um, I kind of wanted to move into the starting pitcher side of this because, you know, Matt and I are kind of like known for our starting pitcher rankings. We we do very well there. And we're going to take a look back and kind of see where we had some of the differences with, you know, um, ADP, right? One big one that I see in mine is Aaron Nola. Aaron Nola was coming off the board as the average number five starting pitcher. I had Aaron Nola ranked 12. Now, not to say Nola didn't have a great year last year because he sure did. Last year, Nola had a 3-2-5 ERA. He had 205 innings, 235 strikeouts, and 0-9-6 whip. But that's pretty much a career year unless we look back at, you know, 2018. You know, that's probably the career year, but, you know, 2022 looks very similar to that. But he always had a trend. If you go look at his, you know, baseball reference page, good year, bad year, good year, bad year, pretty for the most part. I know there's a little bit, if you look at it, you know, there's a little bit of a difference, but for the most part, that's what you see. Now, I wasn't banking on that trend, but, you know, career 3-7-4 ERA guy, very, very good strikeouts, a career 1-1-3 whip. There was just a lot of guys that I liked above him, including Burns, Cole, uh, you know, Otani, Strider, Woodruff, Wheeler. All of those names I did have above him, and all of those guys did play above him. You know, I obviously had guys like Alcantara, Scherzer, um, Julio Urias, who, you know, has kind of, you know, had his own troubles going on this year. But for the most part, I hit on everybody above Nola. I just really didn't trust it. I really didn't think, you know, he was going to repeat that year again. So I said, let me look at the career stats and kind of vibe off of that. I'm not going to take a number one starting pitcher, you know, that has a, a career ERA of a 3-7. And, you know, the strikeouts are nice and the whip was decent. But, you know, before the season, you guy like Robbie Ray going, where was Robbie Ray coming off the board? I know he wound up getting hurt too, but, you know, injuries are something that are – Tricky to predict unless it's, um you know, um a Mondesi or a Buxton. But Robbie Ray was coming off the board at 24. And even as you scroll down a little bit, you had Nestor Cortez at 29, Blake Snell at 32. So I was looking at guys like that. You know, I have Blake Snell in almost every single league, and I wasn't going to bank on Aaronola when I can get Blake Snell a little bit later on. But, Matt, I think I, think I could see it in your eye that you want to talk about Blake Snell a little bit here. I love that you did see that CB type it in there. Yeah, I do yeah, want to talk yeah, about yeah. Nola real quick. Real quick, yeah, I went against course, my I went against my better judgment and ranked him at thirteen going into the year. You know, I didn't follow. You know, we're stand, in sync there, though. We're in sync. We're in, that's yeah, perfect. I I um I didn't follow the trend of every other year. I kind of figured maybe he'll break it, and he's figured it out. But unfortunately, he didn't. So just Aaron Nola next year will probably have a similar ranking just based off of the fact that it's the other year. Uh, but yeah, let's move on. Let's talk about Blake Snell. You want to hear something funny, Don? Go ahead, brother. Guess where I had him ranked last uh, going into the year? Uh, I want to say like top twenty-five at least. Oh yeah, twenty-three. Guess where there he's guess where he's finishing this year? Um, number as starting pitcher overall. Overall, but um, um I would say top forty. He's twenty-three. Yeah, there you go. And that's um, including that too, right? 
Yeah. Now at Dang. at starting pitcher, he is what? You got to be top ten easy. Seven. Yeah. So, and then Sounds you look right. at then you look at his ADP, and this is the craziest thing, right? You start going down, and on. Let me just do this, Snell. So Blake, second. Yeah. He was he was one oh six. Okay. Anybody that drafted Blake Snell this year in any draft got a top seven pitcher outside of the top 100. We were yeah. calling for that. I mean, we were drafting him well into the 50s and 60s last year. If you're watching. I had him at 25. I had him as my 25th starting pitcher. Right. So it was just a tad bit higher than you. Um, yeah. Just got to take that little victory. Um, but yeah, anyway. I had him on almost all my teams, though. I'll take a little pride in that. I'm joking. But anyway. I'm, I'm. <laughs> Blake Snell, I think, was somebody that we we touted going into the season. We said, hey, he can bounce back. He could figure it out just as long as he stopped throwing the changeup. And this year, he stopped throwing the changeup. It's, it's fantastic. Blake Snell has been phenomenal. Uh, let's just hope he doesn't pull a Trevor Bauer and uh, bring back and tinker again and have another year. Um, you know, not all the off-the-field off stuff, just the, uh, <laughs> just the tinker part of it where, you know, Blake Snell – doesn't go and tinker with his pitch mix and whatnot. But I think Blake Snell is somebody that, you know, was an absolute steal this year and somebody we actually did call. So, you know, we were pretty good at this. And now here we go. Dom's got another great name that he's rolling out for you. Yeah, guys, let's let's talk about Manoa. Manoa was the 16th overall pitcher coming off the board. And I actually had him ranked at um, 24. So, you know, I, not, it's not like a crazy difference, but I'm going to, I wasn't drafting him. And you know why? I don't always, spring training stats are not something you're always looking at, right? You're not looking at the, at the stats in spring training. At spring training, you want to see, does the stuff look good? Did they come in shape? Did they look, do they look like they've been working out? I, I you know, everyone says base, best shape of their lives. You know, that's what spring training is known for. But you actually like watching them. How do they look? You know, you are they throwing a new pitch? Is there something going on there? And what I saw with Manoa was it looked like he came into spring training about 40 pounds overweight. It looked like he was on the Lance Lynn diet. Uh, the stuff did not look great in spring training. The numbers I'd have to pull up for you. I don't have them handy, but he, I remember watching some of his starts of spring training. I'm like, this doesn't look like the same old Alec Manoa. And I was kind of just kept fading him, fading him, fading him when everybody else is like, oh, this is the guy. This is the guy. I had him his rookie year. Um, I had him in the second year. And I was like, you know, this guy has the, all the upside in the world. One thing I did look at, though, for Manoa was his FIP, which is fielding independent pitching, ERA indicator. Uh, 2021 is rookie year, 380 FIP compared to a 322 ERA. Uh, his second year, last year, 224 ERA to a 335 FIP. So I really didn't like that. So I said, you know what? There's other darts I want to throw. There's always value at starting pitching. And that's where you kind of have to, like, you know, start maneuvering around and, you know, realizing, like, okay, this is where I could take advantage of starting pitching. But, Matt, uh, any thoughts here on Manoa before, you know, we uh, maybe I, I, there's even more starting pitching stuff I do want to talk about. But, you know, we got to mix in uh, one of our great sponsors, too. Yeah, absolutely. I, all I want to say is I really didn't see this coming. I really thought he just hit the level. I actually was right with ADP at 16 coming in with my final rankings. So uh, it was a strong disappointment for me. I didn't listen to Dom on that one. Sometimes we do disagree. It's not always. But, um, you know, Alec Manoa definitely deceived me. And before we talk about a second baseman, I was 100% right on. And Dom was 100%, you know, Lucas Giolito-ing. Uh, Dom has to talk about somebody. 
And let's talk about today's other sponsor. We talked about them at the top. We're talking about them again, and it's Jace Medical. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medicals offers the Jace Case. The Jace Case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind so that you're not just hoping you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand, and Jace Medical keeps everything super simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using the code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. And once again, use that promo code locked on for $20 off. All right. Um, yeah. So let's move on here. Sorry, I was doing research on the other page. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> caught me. All right. So. Let's talk about Mr. Ozzy Albies. Um, Ozzy Albies, I had going into the season as my number one second baseman. Ozzy Albies is finishing as the number two. And if it wasn't for the fact that he got a little hurt, he would have been given uh, Simeon a run for his money at the number one second baseman. Dom had him at like five or six. And he told me, I Matt, four. I had him at uh, four. At one point, you had him at six until I talked you up. You were you were Lucas Giolito in him. He was burying him. Uh, Lucas Giolito, I hated. I wasn't burying him would have been ten, but I, I admit you were. De- that was definitely one of your guys. You you get all the credit in the world for for him. For, so, that is true. So Ozzy Albies just did exactly what I did, and I understand the knocks, right? Like, okay, you look at it, right? Twenty twenty two, only played two hundred and sixty nine games. Um, but I mean, that's really it. He played. And 2020, but I mean, that's really it, though. Since he's been up in 2017, right, he's played 158 games, 106 games, 156 games, and in 2022, he got hurt. This year, he's at 136. He's going to hit 145, 150, maybe? No, there's not 14 games left, but but he's going to get up there to almost a full season. So, Ozzy Albies is having a great year. If you haven't been paying attention, 267 batting average, 554 at-bats. 84 runs, 25 doubles, four triples, 31 bombs, 98 ribs, 12 stolen bases. Now, the only thing that I'm a little disappointed is I figured in 2020, we would have stayed with the stolen bases at 20. If he would have gotten me 20 stolen bases to boot, this kid would be monstrous. I still think he's got it in him. And the scariest part is he's still only 26. So he still has a lot of man body to go, a lot of, you know, man mentality still to go too, because you're still a boy and this is the prime. I think Ozzy Albies has a whole nother level where next year we're talking about him is probably rarity. I'm going to have him as a number one, second baseman. The team is great. They're young. They're only getting better. And it's just going to be so much better as they keep growing as a team. Ozzy Albies is a key cog in that machine. And I think Ozzy Albies is going to be phenomenal when he comes back next year. I think he's going to bring that batting average up back into the two seventies, which is pretty close. Still has time to get it in there. I don't think he's like 2019 where we saw a 295 batting average. I think he's going to be a 270, 275 batting average guy. I think the ribbies are going to be legit. I think the uh, runs are going to be legit. I think this home run 
this power that is new, I think this is here to stay. I think Ozzy Albies has just found the whole second level, and I think that Ozzy Albies is probably going to be phenomenal next year. I love this dude, and next year I'm going to be telling you to draft him everywhere because my guy was drafted at number 45 overall based off ADP, and that's just a joke. Yeah, man, that's a, that's a great take, and we're losing guys like Jazz at second base. I know there's a couple of newcomers, but we are losing a couple guys at second base too. So I definitely see, you know, Ozzy Albies being somebody you want to target at the top of your drafts. I haven't as my number three second baseman going into next year. I think I think the first one you come out, may have forgot that he's going to have that second base again next year. And it's Mookie Betts. I think Mookie Betts is, is a cheat code at second base. You know, oh, he is. A, a huge monster is here. 122 runs, 39 homers, 103 RBIs, 13 CS, 308 batting average. I think it's just Mookie Betts and everybody else. But Simeon and Albies, you can go either way on those two. I mean, I have Simeon ranked a little bit higher right now. Um, you know, he's just also having a monster here with 113 runs, you know, and that that's kind of where you see the difference. You know, I think Albies has that potential. Braves lineup is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, so like I said, you can go either way on that one, but that's a great take on Ozzy Albies, man. I really don't have too much to add. The only thing that really had me super skeptical this year was the batting average because in 2021, it was 259, 2022 was 247. We're back up at 267 this year. He's a career 270 hitter. So I think he's really secured himself and we kind of know what we're getting with Ozzy Albies going forward in the future. Um, as we kind of starting to get towards the end of this thing, I did want to jump back into starting pitching. I'm not really going to like go through like too many specific names and spend too much time on one specific guy. There is two guys that I'm going to talk about right now that wound up having, you know, very, very good years. We're talking about like, you know, guys that Matt and I were targeting coming into the year. Right. So I want to talk about these two specific gentlemen. If I could find where I had them ranked, that would be great. I know one of them was Aaron Savali. The other one's Bailey Ober. Right. That's, I had them ranked 69 and 70 coming into this year. Ober 69, Savale 70. Do you know where we were getting these guys in drafts? Aaron Savale was going at 110, a guy that I had 40 picks higher at starting pitcher. And then we had um, Bailey Ober, who was going even later at 122. So that's almost 50 you know, starting pitcher ranks higher. There's so much value to be had later in these drafts. Also, and I had Tarek Skubal at 76, and he was coming off the board at 138. I know he was going into the year injured, but you have those IL spots. The thing is, is you can draft a hurt or two guys, depending on how many IL spots you have, put somebody on your IL, and then make a pickup. Week one, you see so much. The first That first month is when you can get all of these breakout guys and that kind of thing. So a guy with the talent like Skubal, um, you know, you put him on your IL, you just keep pushing. We talked about him all year long. Ober, very, very good year back in the rotation. Um, Aaron Savale winds up getting traded to Tampa Bay, has a you know a very, very strong year. So I, I just always know there's a lot of you know value in starting pitching. And before I pass this off to Matt, and that going to next year, my strategy with starting pitching is I want one of the top five guys, top six guys. And then I'm just going to wait. And then I'm just going to wait because there's not too many given guaranteed things that starting pitcher anymore. Like, you know, we thought we had coming into this year. Absolutely. I mean, great take on both those guys, dude. I mean, those were two guys that we were seriously doing, especially Savali. Right. I mean, that's my guy. I literally have him in every league. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, dude's incredible. But I do want to talk about one last dude here. and I'm going to make it quick. And 
Dom didn't think that this kid had this level. Uh, sorry, I'm taking a whole bunch of victory lapses. Ah, of course, of course, as you should. And um, that's Mr. Logan Webb. Logan Webb was somebody I was really big on, and I've been big on for the last two years. Logan Webb has just really impressed me. 2022, he had a sub-3 ERA. He was under the K per nine, which was the only knock really against him. And he still is, but he's still managing to still only be about 20 off. But I'm okay with this. His numbers are solid across the board. This year, again, he was able to come out, got way more innings, got about almost 10 more, and he's still got another start ahead of him. So he's going to have at least 20 more innings this year in the 200 market, 201 at this present time. 10 wins, 183 strikeouts, a 331 ERA, and a 105 whip. Logan Webb is having an incredible season. Um, he's a top 15 pitcher this year. And honestly, I think we're going to be draft, drafting him probably a little bit higher, probably in the top 10 range. Um, he is in his year 26 season, going to 27 next year. I don't see how we're not drafting him higher. I think that personally – He's going to be getting closer and closer to a K per nine because he did do it in 2021. He had 148 innings pitched to 158 strikeouts, and he gets pretty close. I think that next year is a year we see a K per nine. He goes to elite level, and if he can keep on this stride for the innings, um, innings, we could see some serious numbers. We can really see talk, be talking about him as a top five, top seven pitcher going into 2025. Logan Webb is going to be a serious talent going into next year. Yeah, Matt, great, great take on Webb. Do you, do you have? I don't know if you have your rankings pulled up. I was just curious, where did you have him ranked coming into here? I know you were definitely higher on him than I was. He was coming off the board at 32. starting. Yeah, you're a little high. He was coming off the board at 27. Um, I had him at 36, which is which was uh, way too low. And he finishes – well, he's on track to finish the year as the 10th starting pitcher overall. Now, I watched a couple of his games this year, and I was just so impressed. That that sinker, that slider, the breaking stuff is absolutely blow you away type stuff. So I could see him, you know, going for, you know, a K per nine at some point. But I think he's trying to become more of a little bit of on the finesse side as to where – you know, he just wants to get those outs, you know, which which makes sense, too. If that's if that's the way you're going to do it and you're going to, you know, have a, you know, a, a low three ZRA and you're going to have that great whip at a 105. I, I see him continuing on that path. I just want to pull up my rankings for this year and see where I have him. Well, I mean, for next year and see where I put him. I put him at 14, which I think is respectable. I could see him even moving up to 11, to be honest with you. I could see him going up to 11. I did have, I do have Sandy Alcantara over him. I think I could easily put him over Sandy. I did have Walker Bueller over him, but that's when I thought Bueller was coming back and he was going to get some innings this year. So I could get him above Bueller as well. So I could see him, you know, pushing for that top 10. The only thing that's a little bit to turn is, you know, the win potential with the Giants. You know, hopefully, you know, they, they were, they were serviceable this year. Maybe they take a little step forward next year and he can get those wins up too. But uh, Matt, any, unless you have anything else to chime on, chime in on here, I think we're going to wrap things up and uh, you know call it a day for tonight. Yeah, let's do it to it. All right, guys. So once again, that's all for us today. Please be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, interview. Also, shout out to our everydays and new listeners for making Locked On Fantasy Baseball your first listen each and every day. And be sure to look out for a new episode tomorrow where we give you some more uh, must-add players heading into the weekend and we help get you those Locked On Fantasy Baseball championships. But until then, guys. See you.